James. Oh, I hello. You to that. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Hello, Megan. Welcome back to a handbook for handbook for mortals, the weekly chapter by chapter close read of Lanny Sarum's <clears throat> Handbook for Mortals, uh, ranked one millionth on the Amazon bestseller list. Um, one millionth? You actually looked. Oh, that's right. You were looking into that today. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I had my source uh, do some legwork for me. Um, <laughs> 54 people have bought this book off Amazon since the um, book was published back in August, I believe. Um, wow. Which means... Is that hardback, Kindle, or both? I don't know. Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to ask my source. Um, okay. But it does put me in a very rare crowd, having <laughs> my store-bought, hardbound, first edition handbook for mortals... Um, well, you so, know exactly what the author would say. All of your sales come from cons and conventions or whatever. <laughs> and so thus, yeah, like all of our sales co- come from cons and this one asshole who wanted to do a podcast about <laughs> it. Uh, I did not mean cons in the, that sense, but that was a really great slip of the tongue for me. Um, uh, so, uh, before we get into even the poetry reading, I have a confession to make. Which is that I originally read the wrong chapter. and <laughs> Which is, I take full responsibility. So because there's a chapter zero, we are right. on episode 15. And without exactly. thinking, I forgot that episodes don't line up with chapters. And thus mentioned the wrong chapter earlier. Now, I also started the, that chapter. It was like, wow, oh, that's a really weird lead in to the chapter. Um, which is the only reason I went back. Or we would have entirely skipped 14. Now, I will say... That I started the chapter as well, and I thought, "Huh, that's a really weird lead-in." <laughs> However, there is I going into this book blind had no way of knowing. You're right. That this was, I mean, I could have been like, "This was a really weird lead-in to the chapter because it doesn't start with a time jump." Um. <laughs> Which or or the, whatever the right chapter also doesn't. Well, I guess it kind of does. We'll get to that in a minute. But so I I am going to spend the next week forgetting chapter fifteen, <laughs> uh, so I can regain my so my so my mental hymen can regrow. And <laughs> God, that is not uh, an image I needed. Uh, that is the best way I could think of to possibly phrase that. Uh, but we're not here to talk about chapter 15. We're here no, to talk but I, about... I do want to say that next week's episode should be wonderful because yeah. it is the chapter where we are getting very close to kind of the climax of the story, if you want to call it that. Um, and so this is a, a chapter 14, Wheel of Fortune, which is what we actually read or we're supposed to read um, yes. and what we've actually both now read. Yes. Um, thank God I texted you before we started <laughs> saying something. Um, it would have been it would have been a nice it would have been a funny you know it would have been have to be a lost episode. <laughs> I just want because chapter fourteen is short enough. I could have just been like, all right, yeah. you talk for a couple of minutes. I'll tear through. Right. Um, so, so chapter four- a little bit of uh, I guess it's not housekeeping, but uh, a quick um, be on the lookout for. I don't know if we're going to integrate this into an episode or if it's going to end up being its own special episode but uh we actually uh, found someone who went and saw uh our esteemed author lonnie sarah speak last week 
uh, at the writers' conference, um, and we are currently in talks and getting her to come on and tell us, you know, what she experienced and what she learned. So, um, either it'll be attached to next week's episode, which I'm going to guess is hell along. So it's probably going to end up being its own little special thing. But please check it out. Um, and details to come. Details definitely to come. So as for this week, we read chapter fourteen. Wheel, Wheel of Fortune. Of Fortune. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't expect that coming. Right. Um, <sighs> all right. Let me center myself. Call the corners. Um, I, empires rise, then cease to be in the roulette of destiny. Change governs all affairs of men. The Wheel of Fortune, or Card 10. See Babylon fall, see Egypt thrive, till Alexander's Greeks arrive. Then next the Romans come to town. The wheel turns, we go up, else down. Stones crack and hanging gardens rot. Tis only change that changes not. There's one enduring truth to learn that things will change. The wheel will turn. Like sulfur, salt, and mercury, three principles of alchemy. One state must to the next give way, caught in the wheel's eternal play. Yet empires still bemoan their lot as they're churned under and forgot. Oh, time, they cry and fear the new. But times change. What you gonna do? What are we gonna do? Um... Alan Moore's Promethea again. Um, so that suggests change and <clears throat> chaos, um, though not as much as I'm given to understand the tower does in terror like, readings. But as we discuss every week, what the fuck right. does the title have to do, or what? I, I, no one buys a goddamn vowel in this chapter either. So, I don't know how many chapters we have left in this book. Um, we have... Oh, the last, car, the last card... The last title is Judgment, so there's that. Well, uh, hang on. Is Yep, okay, is Judgment the last one? Because I know that there's a little bit for the next one, which I guess is The World. Okay. There are cha- tw- only 20 chapters. Only 20 no, wait. chapters. There are 21. Oh, that's right, The World. Okay, 21. Um, Only 21 chapters. Only 21 chapters. So we are at 14. So that is roughly seven weeks. Yeah. I'm doing math in my head like I don't know how to do math. Um, Anyways, so, yeah, so I am composing a list of questions that I want to ask um, that listeners, if you have them as well. Um, From what I understand, Lonnie Sarah is going to be at BookCon which I am happily attending again because it is one of my favorite events. Um, So if she ends up having some kind of conference speaking thing there, or if I just happen to run to her on the floor or whatever, my first question will be, what the fuck were you trying to achieve with these chapter titles? Maybe in a nicer way, though. Maybe. So, but we are on Wheel of Fortune. Yes, yes, indeed. Um... So, uh, just a reminder, we ended the last chapter. Yep, we ended the last chapter with a knee-popping kiss. Yes, um, which you have seen in so many romantic movies. Yes. Um, we just finished our final rehearsal of the newly revamped show, including The New Illusion, which, The the New Illusion, we had kept under tight wraps, like my knee, which popped in the last chapter, as you'll remember. (laughs) 
which is not actually there, but yeah. it would be a great addition. The, the ace bandage of love. Um, <clears throat> so there is a... Everyone has to sign an agreement saying that they won't share what they know with any of the other cast and crew. Right. So it's like the heist in the opening of uh, The Dark Knight, where every yes. Joker only has to only has to know his particular part in the heist. But it's not even just that they can't talk about their part. They aren't even allowed to ask her questions about the illusion. How the fuck you get anybody to sign something like that is beyond me, but okay. Well, Whatever. Capitalism is a motherfucker. Um, so, Charles... I, uh, I just, before we oh. get into Charles, like, so, and earlier in this book, we were given that they have specific days off. I think it's like Monday or Tuesday or Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, industry nights. And um, and yet, and, and, it's, and it's made kind of to be implied that those are not interchangeable or anything like that. And yet throughout the rest of the book, it's kind of like wishy-washy as to when they actually get time off. But in my mind, if you are going to release a new show or a new vamp show with a new illusion, mm-hmm. it's not going to be on a Thursday night. Now, maybe no, I have the weekend days wrong, um, but I, for the, I, for whatever reason, it is striking me that it is Monday and Tuesday, which makes sense after doing a weekend thing. So either way, like, either they're closing the show early. This is just a, the buffer days that are discussed here are I was weird this, to me. Yeah, I was reading it as, like, they have the Monday, Tuesday off as normal, and then they scheduled Wednesday, Thursday off. Okay. To, that's how I read it. Um, that makes so, a little more sense. Uh C.S. himself uh, takes everyone to the Pepper Mill. Been around since the 1970s. Um, Still open. I was double checking before we started recording because I knew the place we talked about last time she and Charles went out to eat is no longer open. But this one still is. Right. Open 24 hours with both breakfast served all the time and a fully stocked bar. Which seems to me kind of a standard thing, at least from my Vegas experience. Um, I don't have Vegas experience, but I mean, it's also kind of a New York thing. Yeah. Um, So, um, they're also with waitresses in very short skirts. Yes. Because, you Uh, know, whatever. Vegas. Crew shows up in their show blacks. Cast was in full hair and makeup. Um, that I can vouch for. That I can vouch for. I buy it, but, like, every time she mentions the show, it is the show blacks. Like, your kink is showing too much. Well, you know, of all the things that get weirdly sexualized in this book, I don't think show blacks rates, necessarily. Because Uh, it's so often in reference to what Mac is wearing, maybe that's that's where I'm coming from. That's true. That's That's true. I don't know. You could have just said <clears throat> the cast were all in their show clothes or something. Uh, yeah, there there are easier ways to do this. Um, right. So the hostess greets Mr. Spellman. Um, we've done our best to cho- to close the whole left side of the restaurant for you, right this way. Um, the host led us to the left side of the restaurant, which, of course, as you know, signifies the left hand path 
Um, which in the is, OT... Is that why this is in quotation marks? I, I really don't think that the author is taking the time to make subtle references to the Vana fucking Marg in this. Um, but maybe we, who could say, who could say? It just, it like, it is a weird, it is a weird scarecrow. Like, oh, the host led us to the left side of the restaurant. If you know what I mean, a nudge is as good as a wink to a blind man. Um, Charles asks, or, requests that Sophie and Mac fuck off so Zade can sit next to him, which is just an A-plus, just chef's kiss power move. Like, that is absolutely the boss that is sleeping with the star and doesn't give a fuck about it. And it's just, like, that is is 1,000% what that is, and it's delightful. Um, I tried to map out what's going on here in my mind because it's like... Oh, like one of those logic <clears throat> puzzles. Like, Gary yeah. doesn't like fish and can't sit next to the person in the purple sweater. And Susan... Kind of. Uh, like, I just wanted to be able to see in my mind what's going on. But it's like, Mac and Zayd are standing off to the side. Yeah. To the point that they're not realizing how quickly everything's being filled up. But she is close enough that she can hear Charles whisper or subtly mentioned to like Sophia like hey I want to sit next to Zayd so like or just be like oh Zayd and I had some stuff to hammer out before the show yes so but I'm just like where are you standing exactly it it happens again in a minute and I'll point it out um but Charles treats Sophia kind of like a spoiled child you know don't make a big deal about this with a stare that made it clear it's not up for discussion yeah, and it's, I mean, Sophie is, but it's still, it's, 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 it's CS swinging his dick around. Yeah. Um, it's weird. And apparently Zayd is close enough to have heard this, but Mac, who she is standing next to, is not, because he didn't hear it. And, and he just straight up pulls rank on Mac. Like he yeah. he 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 one hundred percent just pulls rank on Mac. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, but so Mac and Sophia end up. Well, Sophia storms off to the other end of the room, which was the only place with open seats. However, the cast and crew were busy talking and laughing. So busy restaurant, yep. rowdy crew. Yep. They are on the other side of the room. Yet she can overhear Sophia and Max saying, that's weird, right? Yep. Guess we know where we Guess... went now. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Her Esther sense was tingling. Um, so then Jackson shows up. Because um, he had apparently been in the seat between or next to, to Sophia. Yep. Uh, so Mac gets dunked on again uh, because... They need to talk about intro music. Um, Which they just said, this is about to open. Like, they just had the final practice. We're really now talking about intro music? Well, you know... I guess it's not implied that, like, this is the first time they're having the conversation of the intro music, but, like, I don't know. I I don't know. It's, 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 
this is not the excuse that would fly right before the show opens. Right. Um, Charles gives a toast. He gives the most bullshit toast. Yep. Yeah, that is kind of weak sauce. Enjoy the next two days off. Hard work is much appreciated. Food and drinks are on me. Um, I would like to thank Zaid for coming to join our little family. She has made our show that much better and has elevated us all. She helped kick the dust off and brought in some new and much needed blood. My little starlet. He winked at me. Which again, how, dude is... How obvious can you be that you were fucking her? Yep. Oh, man. Um, everybody's cheered again because, again, capitalism. Um... Sophie and Mac are giving active bitch face rather than resting bitch face. <laughs> and um But Tad and Tad can't make the save. Tad is tragically blocked off. And it's also apparently like Sophia not Sophia. Zayd is all like I know he's pissed more about the fact that he's sitting next to Sophia rather than he is about what went down with the boss. And I'm like, A, you don't know that, and B I really doubt it. Like, there's been enough weird shit going on between you and your boss that I cannot imagine he's all on board with this. Right, because at this point, we have no indication that Zade isn't sleeping with Charles. Exactly. And and, and, and that is the, that is the re- most reasonable read of his actions. Um... So then we get to the remarkably significant emoji section of this book. Yes. Now, emojis frighten and confuse me. Uh, I'm just a caveman. Who ends a lot of his text and smiley faces. Like, you just haven't gone to the actual picture version of it. Um, Good choice in terms, by the way. Because texting is often tone neutral and particularly when sending brief messages they can read as clipped or short or I terse. feel like you're lecturing me on my text messaging skills no no <laughs> so I am really explaining here? my proclivities to our vast <laughs> listening audience and so I will leverage smiley faces to indicate to 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 smooth out the uh the rough edges of the medium. But anyway, go on. So it is specifically said that they are texting through iMessage, which is Apple texting services. So they have two iPhones. I had you send me the pictures of the emojis because it actually shows the emojis in the book. Did um, did, did, did it make the little zoop? Noise um, when I sent it to you? It did not because I don't have an iPhone. Well, I don't text with my iPhone. Um, so the very amusing thing about this is that it is repeatedly stated. I could iMessage to him. Uh, I open oh, my yeah, iMessage. Yeah, yeah. I said you read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open my iMessage. These are Google emojis. These are not iPhone emojis. These are not, that's why I had you send me, because I wanted to see, because I, again, am reading an arc of the book, which they were, it still came out after the book came out, because they did not send out any arcs, but I was very curious to see so if it was something so, that they so it's had really a, a, it's really a perk or something like that. Yeah, a, a, I don't know what you want to call it. Copy. Yeah. Um, um, they basically, yeah, it was sent to drum up 
uh, exposure. But these are these are Google emojis. Huh. And you can tell because the bottoms are flat. Uh, the most obvious one's the Mac one. Okay. But, uh, and, and the only reason I know this is because I actually happen to have both an Android and an iPhone and use Google Hangouts quite a bit. So this is You're the standard. millennial. <laughs> I don't Go know. ruin some things to put on your avocado toast, you millennial. First of all, I have a funny story. Second of all, I don't like avocado toast. Thank you very much. But there is an avocado bar near my apartment. So. Wait, wait, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> have i not told you about this avocado bar yeah i probably don't know if i should leave that in the podcast because i think it's the first one of its kind um but it is an avocado bar so like you go and you get different types of avocados prepared different ways it is an avocado devoted vendor inside of industry city food hall for toast salads bowls and smoothies Ah. Uh. God. Um, I don't promote going to Industry City because I feel like it's them trying to gentrify my area and I don't want them to do that. So, um, but I, I, it is something that was brought to my attention uh, either through an article I was reading or something about that they were trying to bring to my neighborhood in Brooklyn that I was uh, all for fighting against. Um, it is called... Avocadoria? (laughs) (laughs) The world's first avocado bar. Do you want me to go experience it for you? No, 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 that's fine. You spent so much time thinking about whether you could do something that you never stopped to think where you should. Um, Um, This website is amazing. Anyways, so... So, Emoji fraud. (laughs) It just is... If if you're going to be so geared on like, it's not it's not I texted it's not he texted it is specifically I messaged I messaged yeah then have the right emojis or if for whatever reason you can't because I have no idea if emojis are copywritten or what but change it to text again three editors um. So then we get to a blur of press interviews and no actual time off leading up to the big night. Um, Which again, the author helpfully reminds the reader that Charles and I had been working on an all new show and most importantly, a brand new and impressive illusion for the last several months. We had finally worked everything out only a few days earlier. So if the last three pages, yeah, exactly. If you read the first three pages and then slipped into a coma and (laughs) woke up you would be able to pick this book up again from Um, this point and it uh, you know you said something about it maybe being four days off it's only been two so again there is no clear like what the hell also is it that exciting that a magic show is opening up a new illusion. Is it that rare? I don't, I, like, I honestly, this is a legit question. Like, I don't know enough. There is a, there is a, there is a trope uh, frequently explored in anime where there will be a, a, an anime or a manga focused on 
say, someone who plays Go or something like that. Some or or fencing or whatever or something like pick your relatively niche hobby. And in that in that media, that relatively niche hobby will be portrayed as the most important thing in the world. Okay, and true. No point. one will ban an eye. True. So point. so so this is this is a this is a shoujo manga about a stage I would much rather read a shoujo fucking manga about a, a stage magician than I would read this. That would be awesome. I like, agree. You'd have the transformation sequence all baked in. Anyway, um, so... But then there's... We, we get the restatement of the fact of basically the last four chapters. And yeah. then in the midst of it all, I did realize, and I'm not sure why it hadn't dawned on me before, that Zeb might have been an issue might have had an issue with me because usually only he and Charles worked on illusions. Even though more than half the show was still his designs, I was probably stepping on his turf. So she decides to smooth things over with Zeb, who hasn't factored into this at all. But also, she doesn't. Like, this is just like a random dawning that occurs that literally does nothing. Um, And then she makes her way into... Oh yeah, she... she, Makes her way to Charles' office. Um, skyrockets in flight. Afternoon dinner light. Uh, um, after walking the red carpet to the premiere of the revamped show, because with all the reporters, it's yeah. like a new Marvel movie up in here. She squeals with delight as she walks into the room. Um, which again, this is all. This is all. This has gone beyond sexualized and into fetishized at this point, mm-hmm. uh, particularly because he he giles at the end of the par- paragraph. Uh, he oh. removed his glasses for for a moment to rub under his eyes. What? What? I'm swooning. Yeah, because he fucking giles does the giles such, thing. Such a such an attractive man. Um. Mac will be running the board. I'll be perfectly safe. That's important. Remember that Mac's supposed to be. Running, running the, the board. board. Not that that's, we really know what important. running the board is, but we do get, you know, like... Yeah. <laughs> we were standing very close together, and I realized that I loved the close in- attention. Charles gave me a tight hug, and it was warm and comforting. Now, I really like the shift to slasher vision that happens right now. <laughs> it is you- actually really nice. It is because it is totally like this is Mac walked up to the door to Charles's office and watched Zaid and Charles through a slight gap in the open door. Mac is obviously carrying a knife and wearing black leather gloves at this point. Um, there's no other way to do that. Um, so he decides to watch because he likes to watch. Um, oh, this is great. He decided to take a moment to see what was going on with them, since he had been noticing something a bit strange between them ever since he'd found those David Copperfield tickets and thought he might be able to answer his questions this way. So rather than talk to either involved party about it, particularly, particularly when Charles already had the weird conversation about, so, you love Zade? Like... When the, when the creepy door has already been opened, you may like while we're being creepy. Are you fucking Zade? <laughs> like I just I just like to know. Like um, or yeah, I, I I completely agree with this. And 
and your comment about him watching, like, which for whatever reason went over my head for a moment, and then I had to oh, think yeah. back to all the times that he's creepily watched Zayd. Um, but yes, again, because there is a comment in a few minutes that we're going to make, I'm going to set the reminder that these are adults. These it's are going to adults. be the most amazing illusion the world has ever seen, Zayd exclaimed happily. She loved practicing her sword swallowing with Charles. Uh, Ew, really? Yep, yep, I went there. Ooh. I was about to make uh, a very inappropriate comment, but I won't. All right. Um, I mean, I could have been, I could have done, you know, disappearing sausage trick. Like, it's, it's. It, it, nope, I'm still not going to make it. It's, it's, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Charles says something that every boss says to every employee in every healthy professional environment ever. I love you more than life itself. It would kill me if something happened to you. Zade was smiling as she put her hands on his face. I love you too. She leaned in to kiss him, her face beaming. Cut to. <laughs> it's. Ma- I just. My boss is 30 years older than me. Almost like. Like to the month. Like we're a few months off on the date thing. But like. If he, and I get along with my boss fine, if he was like, Megan, I love you more than life itself, it would kill me if something happened to you, I'd be like, I'm calling Jody, getting her to come to New York, we're going to have a meeting, and I quit. <laughs> like, yep. Yep. this is... Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, I love you too. No, um... it would be like, I'm leaving. Because yep. you guys are about to pay me an exorbitant amount in uh, sexual harassment claim. And um, I don't care that you're an old man. So, okay. yeah, definitely fucking. Now, Mac was dis- disgusted and devastated. I feel that fully half of that is justified because it is... Which half? The disgusted half. So you're not okay with him being devastated? Fuck no. Why? Dude should sack up and deal with it, or, like, should have better set boundaries previously. I mean, or... agreed. They technically have not labeled the relationship. It is not exclusive. She is technically also dating Jackson, so she is now with three different guys. Right. But, and, and like, like Mac, I don't know. Mac... If I was him feeling like I had a good shot in the running... And stumbled across, like, someone that I genuinely cared about telling another person that they they love them. Like, to me, sure, this reads, sure. I'm done. I'm out. This person who I've spent months, if not a year, because we have no fucking clue what time, the time jumps. Like, trying to woo, and I've clearly lost. So, I don't know. I, I can justify both, but... Again, you were completely right. At no point has there been a healthy conversation of, what are we? Why did you go see David Copperfield with your boss on a holiday or weekend? Right, and, and, and setting aside the question of, was ever woman in this humor wooed? Was ever woman in this humor won? Like, sure, he's been he's been pursuing Zade for a while. Oh, no, he At the totes same time... thinks that he's, like, pursuing to win a prize. Like, this is, Zade is not a person to him. If I were, if I were pursuing someone and I had intense feelings for them and I walked in, no, 
first of all, I w- like counterfactuals are entirely useless. So so let's let's posit that okay. I have fucking quantum leaped into Max's body okay. the instant right before he's probably finished jerking it, where he is just watching I'm just totally jerking the, this. the watching through the crack in the door, and Zaid says, I love you too. I would like to think that Bummed though I may be that my love for Zade was not reciprocated, I would also understand that someone who has that interaction with their boss is a bunny-boiling psychopath, and I am well rid of them. But you're also a lot more logical when it comes to relationships than most people are. Maybe not on everything, but relationship-wise, you're fairly healthy. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, So this is... So angry and frustrated, he couldn't bear, which is misspelled, to watch her kiss him. Shut up. Wait a second. Oh, my God. I totally never put that together. Yep. (laughs) Okay. The real three editors were the friends we made along the way. Now, this is where, okay, so I love the cut to Slasher Vision, and and I I will give credit where credit is due. That is a good cut. It, it creates a genuine tension. And it's been about a half a page of third person limited. It is third right. person from Max's point of view. Right. And then you get the wet fart resolution. Had he only watched just a moment or two longer, he would have seen Zade kiss Charles innocently on the cheek. So I had to go back and reread several times after that because it says... She leaned in to kiss him, her face beaming. So, like, I don't know if, if it was just the whatever about it. I had already assumed that he had watched the kiss or, like, had gotten enough of a view to see that. But yep. if I'm going in to kiss you on the cheek, I just can't picture, like, it's one Not thing in movies. A f- yeah, but and she's cradling Spellman's face yes. at this point. Yes. And so, like... The only time that this, I'm cradling your face, I'm going in for the kiss, and I take your cheek, is, like, played in those movies where whoever's hand head is in the hands likes the person, and that the other person is, like, being funny, or, you know, it. it's one thing if, like, it's not played well here, is basically it. Like, it doesn't logically make sense. Like, Mac entirely has every single reason to believe like what's she doing she's got her hands on his face she's going in for the kiss is she dropping a hand or or is her hands behind his head or like i don't know the imagery in this is shit well and and up until page 265 in my version the bit where Zaid kisses Charles innocently on the cheek is the first indication to the readers yes. that nothing is going on. Right. So, so and it, it also spent... reads to me that like Mac is the problem here. Had he only watched just a moment or two longer, he would have seen Zaid kiss Charles innocently on the cheek. Mac didn't see that though, because he looked away before he saw the truth. And therefore in his head, he had turned around right before he saw the making out sorry saw the make out with tongue because again we are not adults the the, the is this 
Okay, first of all, folks, if ever you find yourself in a situation where you're spying on someone you have a crush on while they have interactions with someone else who may be vying for their affection, the solution is never to watch a little bit longer. The solution is to extricate yourself from the situation and talk to a mental health professional. Agreed. Um, it's also never, ever okay to refer to adults as making out with tongue. It reminds me of the... Uh, <laughs> resolution of the last exorcism where okay um the whole point uh, now i know i won't talk about ray's parentage in this episode please don't uh, but you said last uh, exorcism not last yes Jedi. yes exactly um last exorcism trades on is the possessed person faking it or not and yes. Uh, she is a very innocent Christian young girl, and at some point, to- you know, towards the end, she uses the phrase "blowing job," and the exorcist points out a demon would know what a blowjob is, and so the fact that so making out with tongue reminds me of blowing job. A, a, a childlike attempt to express an adult concept. So. Also, Ray's parents are. Uh, you're an ass. Um, I don't like. To me, it reads first draft of a nano writing month thing, like where I'm going. I can use the word French kiss. I can use make out right before he saw them kiss, right before he saw. A passionate kiss, but make out with tongue, that is four words. That is four less words that I have to write that I will come back and edit to later. I'd actually probably even throw a sticky and be like, this is ridiculous. But is it a, are we assuming that Lonnie Serum is also, in fact, never have made out with someone? With tongue. <clears throat> with tongue. So Maybe tongue is a character that hasn't been introduced yet. We don't and... have enough tea names. You are correct. Um, so cut two. actually that's less of a cut more of a dissolve because Mac is stormed off he needed to think before he did anything that he would regret and which again, implies that sneaking that spying on his ostensible girlfriend is not in the category of things that he would regret right so no one is covering themselves with laurels so maybe um, we are going back into a murder mystery kind of story which is something that I think we discussed a long time ago and maybe yeah. this is the point where he's going to blow up. Now, there's a lot of nothing that happens for the next few pages. Oh, yes. But we got to talk um, about it anyways. We can, I, like, I'm, I'm looking over it just to make sure that there's nothing that really jumps out at me. Because what is established is that Mac is pissed. Not only that, he is on borderline might hurt someone and has terrified the shit out of at least one person if not two with his anger yep now and then we get to um mac confronts zade which is a thing that actually happens yep. um and again this is opening night they have locked the red carpet so she is setting up literally for her first position in a brand new show which I don't have, like, the only thing I can compare it to is, like, 
a new marching band season and that anxiety and stress and excitement and all those things, no matter how many times you practice it, going on a football field is very different than doing it on the parking lot, um, which is where most marching bands practice. So that nervous, excited energy is then being tainted by the fact that he has come up to relieve Riley of his position of harnessing in Zaid doesn't do a proper safety check. Um, yes. To the point that like Riley is stuttering and stammering and shaking in fear. Like this is not okay. This is how an abusive father acts. This is. Yes. This is um, not someone she should be getting in a relationship with. Is anyone though? What? Someone that Zayd should be getting into a relationship with? No, because Zayd's ridiculous. But I still don't wish the most ridiculous person into a relationship where you are terrified to be who you are. Oh, And on top of that, if you piss him off, you run the risk of him, you know, killing you and your job. Right. So he confronts... And he confronts in the most... A like tropey abusive boyfriend kind of way of you got anything you want to say to me? Why don't you stop playing silly games with me then? You're obviously talking about something specific, so just ask me. Says Zaid. Um. Oh gosh, I, I know, know we, we are in high school, school and, and I... I didn't give you my class ring or anything, but I'm pretty sure that I have the right to know if you're in love with someone else. And to be fair. He's right. Like, if she's dating three people and she is officially in love with one of them, either the conversation needs to happen of, yeah, but I also am Polly, or yeah, and it's time we end this. But maybe, like, not before the start of our fucking job. I take issue with the framing of it as a right, though. Um, It is... That gets to be a little bit... I can see where you're coming from. Like, that is... It is not how I would phrase that. Um, Zaid has an obligation out of human politeness to volunteer if she is getting funny pants feelings for someone else. That is how... That is that is entirely true. I, I Which is different from Mac having a right to know. I but agree with that. Because if she just turned around and was like, you know what, we're done... Like, yeah. if this entire situation had happened and he hadn't seen it and she had, after the show, been like, hey, just so you know, like, I know we've been dating, but I'm starting to get serious with someone. Like, this is going to have to stop. Right. It doesn't need to be said, like, and I'm officially in love with someone else. So you're completely exactly. right. There but, is a difference So here. Zay doesn't dunk on Mac that way. She dunks on him by assuming that he's talking about Jackson. Which is Which... fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, what, like, that could have been played for comedy so easily. Yes. I, I don't think going to a movie or a guitar shop qualifies as love, and I... So you haven't told wait. anyone else today that you're in love with him? The fact now, that she doesn't, isn't like, are you spying on me? Like, this, like, are you following me? Like, what the, like, my first reaction... If this was to happen, to be like, how the fuck? Like that was not public, publicly done. 
in any way. Um, Instead, her reaction is to, that sounds like a pretty ridiculous, oh. Oh. And then to go fucking silent for a little bit and then go, yes, I told someone I loved him. Not that I was in love with him. It's two totally different things. And I've actually had this conversation this week about the difference between loving someone and being in love with someone. And if there is actually a difference, and I, the answer is, of course, there is. Um, because... Yeah, at the same time, if you have to have that conversation, shit's gone fucking pear-shaped. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like whatever the difference may be, or is there a difference, or is there not a difference, is entirely academic because the instance that distinction comes up it's it's a shit show. Anyway. Sure. Um, and, you know, if you <laughs> being if you I can't even form words. OK, if you are Zaid and your one of your boyfriends has been like, did you not tell someone you're in love with them today? The safe assumption is one that he's stalking her, watching conversations, following her, you know, something not good. The second assumption is he probably heard everything. So don't try to, like, play this off considering that Charles went, I love you more than life itself. Yeah. You know, it's the this is. This is where, like with so many things, I have to go back to the ancient Greeks. Um, who <laughs> okay um the, uh, the the distinction in the english language of i love someone versus i am in love with someone is milk toast bullshit now the the ancient greeks however um has four distinct words for love and yes i'm l- looking this up on wikipedia but that's because i only knew three of them off the top of my head <laughs> Agape, Eros, Philia, and Storge. I think it's pronounced with a hard G. I'm not sure. So Agape is the love of God for man and of man for God. So, um, feelings for one's children, paternal okay. love, um, unconditional love. Eros is what it says on the tin. That's love fucking. Um, wow. Philia is... Um, affectionate regard or friendship between equals, a dispassionate, virtuous love. Um, and storge is love of parents and children, common or natural empathy. That is, that felt like parents for offspring. So if some, like, can we also add the, the disclaimer that you can be in love with someone and not want to fuck them because there are asexual people in the world. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Like I'm not yucking anyone's yum. No, I know you're not, but just like like, to clarify. But but, right, and that's and that's why the the difference between love and infatuation, basically. Well, and well, again, if 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 I were asexual, then would eros even factor into it? Because it is, you know, asexual is not aromantic. That's true. That's true. That that is a valid point. Being like there are there are ways to. The, the in love with versus loving someone distinction, like, obviously... Wicked and Divine's you, you, last trade went into this. This is the only reason that I even have the whole argument in my head, so... Yeah, well, it, it, it's it's like, there are there needs to be more English ways to divi- divide the types of love. I agree. Um, for, you, you, like, you love 
your bl- close blood relatives. You have no desire to sleep with your close blood relatives. Oh, great. Etc. Um, so that's my lecture on the four words of love in ancient Greek. Um, back to Zade. With the English language. Yes. As does this fucking book. Jesus Christ. Um, so, again, we are at opening night of a brand new show. Two minutes before the top of show. And he is wanting to have this fight which again how many red flags i wish we had counted maybe i'll go back and listen to the goddamn podcasts through and count all the red flags that we have found when it comes to mac but the fact that he is having this fight before such a big event is awful and this comes from someone who is very dramatic who when i get upset sometimes can't contain it and need to have the hash out at that moment but I'd like to think that if it was to that point, I saw that look. Um, <laughs> if it was to the point of something that could potentially, say it could potentially die if she is not harnessed incorrectly. If it is something that is that serious, I'd like to think that I could be able to be like, hey, we need to talk, but I understand this is not the correct time. Right. Um because yeah, Pete shot signs out or sounds out over the radio. Top of show, everyone. We go in two minutes. Mac continues to interrogate Zade, um, and he says, "You're just like Clara, maybe worse." Clara's his ex, right? Clara, yes, Clara um, Faust. Oh right, Clara Faust. Because we have three literary names, and there's a chapter where they go into their history together, and like. Clara she so they were dating they end up fucking and he thought they were exclusive she did not and so thus she broke his heart oh okay I mean but Zade goes I am not anything like Clara and Max says how would you know you never knew her legit yeah um, I, 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 I don't know why but I like I was just thinking of, you know, Clara who goes on magical adventures with Peter Capaldi. Um, uh, and Matt Smith. On. Oh, that, I didn't know that. Yeah, she um, shows up at the end of uh, the second half of season seven, right before he regenerates. But I guess my question here is here. Sometimes, rela- like, she goes into this bullshit of relationships are black and white. What you see is not really what blah, 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 blah. If she's not sleeping with him, why... Are they investing this much time and effort into this? Why has she not been like, I'm not sleeping with him. We're not dating. Like, I'll explain everything to you after the show. I swear to God. Or just coming out with whatever it is that it's supposed to be. Like, right. There almost is no good answer as to what Mac is perceiving versus what actually happens. Like, or what actually it could be. But... I mean, at this point, at this point, if she turns around and she says, yeah, we are fucking, he's great. He's, he's twice the man you'll ever be like, that would at least end the conversation. Right. Like that would, that would collapse the way. I guess like something, I, I don't know. I feel like I personally feel like he would smack the shit out of her if she did that. But that's because I find him to be very scary because she is at least going like, Hey, you know what? We're about to do this show. Can we talk about this later? And he snaps back about it. 
and like wants to have this out right now because he doesn't want to give her time to hello solstice uh doesn't want to give her time to concoct a story and then says the thing that we have been wondering and discussing for chapters we haven't even slept together yet now there is no way this relationship is less than six months right and, and again not again not shaming anybody sell no wine before it's time right um but like but yeah <laughs> it reads a little bit weird two 20 something adults dating for six months the implication should be that they are having sex because that is how the modern world works and if right. they're not it probably should have been a story plot and as to why, like, at the very least, like, I'm not going to sleep with either of them until I make up my mind. But again, right. she's apparently sleeping with her boss, according to everything that this is pointed out to, though she's not exactly saying I'm not sleeping with him. So I guess she is sleeping with her boss. Right, exactly. Because if someone asks you, are you sleeping with someone? And you don't say no? Right. It, like, it, it kind of implies yes. Um... However, I will say that Zay does say something healthy in this. Um, at the very end. Well, then we go into uh, the if you don't if you think that of me, then you don't know me. And honestly, do they know each other? Like, have does, we does seen anything really to show that they? I, okay, yeah, I'm not. Well, yeah, because philosophical cause the, level, but right. But the and there's that bit where he's like, oh, you know, you know, tell me of your home worlds, Usul. And um, they like he's like, oh, I don't know anything about your family, and blah blah blah, blah. and and it, it like seems like it's four months into the relationship or something like that, and so right, so like yeah. I don't really think they know anything about each other, and honestly, given the number of books that are about people rushing into relationships, i.e., the Fifty Shades of Grey series takes place over four months. That is four months from her meeting him, losing her virginity, and getting married. And having a kid or getting pregnant. Four I, I was gonna months. say, wait a minute, hold on. I have I have serious questions about that last one. Um, um So yeah, like Wait, 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 wait. If she's pregnant at the end of the fifty shades of gray books, does that mean that we can look forward to the spin-off series Grey Babies? Oh no, like the baby actually there's an epilogue where the baby happens. I looked this up the other day because I was really curious if two other characters get together uh in the book and um I was also looking for a timeline for this book because I ranted on another podcast about how there's not a lot of time in these books and like four months there's, you don't know anybody in that time. So I guess like a slight kudos to, yeah, you probably don't know each other that well. Um, and yeah, Zade points out that, Mac needs to get over Clara. Yes. Which is true. Yes. If you were assuming that every girlfriend's cheating on you, which again, the proof is in the pudding that Zade is. Right, exactly. That's that 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 waveform remains uncollapsed. But I feel like we're supposed to assume that Zade's not a bad person, and if we haven't heard a fucking thing about Charles, maybe she's not actually fucking, and there is some other reason, which is the only reason I keep saying like perhaps or maybe she's not and like 
I don't know. Lonnie Sarah wants us to think that Zayd's a good person. And so given that assumption, she's not fucking her boss without telling us. Right. We the readers. Uh, And then the last bit of the chapter is Mac is not running the board. Nope. He calls Cam. Again, opening night of a show. This is your fucking job. Your relationship should not interfere with your job. I get that it happens. Shit happens. But it shouldn't interfere and you shouldn't throw someone onto a job that they have not done for over a year. They have definitely not done for this show after how many references of how much people are practicing. And I just like, I can't. Like Mac has probably been running this board thing almost the entire time that they've actually started practicing on the stage. So like can probably do it in his sleep. And I get the implication that like he doesn't want to do it because he's afraid that he's too angry and someone will get hurt because of his anger. But so he like, fucks off and gives it to the person who's never done it at all and says, run exactly. it on the fly. It's like you're trying to make him look like a good guy by doing the smart decision, by doing making an even worse decision. So poor Cam, who is mentioned again for like the third time in this entire book. And a reminder, he is the most gorgeous guy on the planet. I'm really curious and, who's going to be casted as Cam. Um, me too. <laughs> me too. But hey, we're done with another chapter. We are done with another chapter. Um, next chapter, presumably they do the illusion. Um, <laughs> I think that's about as safe although, as you can say. Although I would not be surprised if it would be in character. We don't see for it. the next chapter to go a few weeks. a few days later after the first show yeah. went over without a hitch yeah um it reminds me of... or like a few days later or it was a long time after that i found out that mac walked away from the board but thankfully the first show went off without a hitch kind of thing oh my god i really hope i'm not starting to sound like that and write like her my the whole thing the tendency for time jumps reminds me of a grammar lesson I had in, I want to say the fourth or fifth grade, I think maybe the fifth grade. Okay. And it was trying to point out how, if you set a phrase off with commas, it, or or it tends to de-emphasize the phrase. Interesting. And, um so like the the idea was you have to reconstruct a sentence so the most important idea is given the proper focus and one of them that makes sense was something like you know blah blah you know mr smith was having a normal morning comma then he had a fatal hemorrhage or something like that. I, I, I forget what it was, but my friends and I decided that the best way to do it, best way was hemorrhaging fatally, comma. <laughs> Mr. Smith had a normal morning. And <laughs> okay. the, 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 the way that this book elides over time reminds me of that specifically. Um, I honestly so, yeah. don't think, one, that there were three editors, um, looking at the summary that is out for this book, like if you look on Goodreads at their general summary, which I shan't, I shall um, be unspoilt. No, no, no. I'm talking about the like the 
inside jacket cover, like when you're picking up a book, like what the hell is this about kind of thing. It, yeah. it always refers to Zayd as a 20 something year old, despite the fact that like very early on, we get some wording that implies very heavily that she's 25. Um, Five is something, you know, like I had hit a quarter of a century, something I agreed, but like the rest of the time, anytime, like it's not that she's a 25 year old woman. It's a 20 something year old woman. So the lack of consist or the lack of time constraints period is very consistent and obnoxious. And I kind of want to sit down and make a timeline, but I won't actually do that. I will Google to see if someone has done that for me. Um, like I did with 50 shades of gray. Yeah. The abyss gaze is also, uh, um, yes. And I don't need it to look into me any further. Um, so, so yeah, next issue, uh, or next chapter, I assume that the illusion goes off. Um, and, uh, Mac doesn't kill anybody, but that's because, uh, he goes off into his secret torture dungeon backstage and, uh, he puts on his, he puts on his, uh, his Silas and after like he flogs himself seriously. Okay. And that's and that that's my and yes I know what a Silas was outside of the Da Vinci Code. Don't fucking at me. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so James, given that yes. you have not read one but two chapters of this book on accident today, I have forgotten one entirely. Good, I'm glad you forgot the first one. It's all gone. But then all those memories lost like tears and rain. Time to die. In replacement, something good has to have come in your mind and tell me what that is um i just got a two disc i, I was gonna recommend the okay i've got one and a half recommendations um i wanted to recommend the prurient record that came out in december it is three hours of noise metal it is super fucking good what i've listened to but because i wasn't able to find it and i even went to the dedicated metal shop in harvard square um I can't in good conscience recommend it because I haven't listened to it all. Oh. Um, but go to YouTube, type in, go, yes, go to YouTube, type in Prurient and just, just fucking spin the wheel. Don't do anything else. Absolutely do that. That is a recipe for fun. Times. Anyway, Prurient, um, Rainbow, I forget the, the second name, but like new Prurient album or Prurient 2017 album or something like that will bring it up. Listen to one song. If you like 10 minutes of that you'll like 180 minutes of that all right um, but what i did buy what did was you buy? a um a few witchcraft records which are re- really good like hard hard rock uh kind of proggy stuff but what i'm recommending is wolf serpent w-o-l-v serpent okay um it's a two-disc set put out on crucial crucial blast um it's their first two albums gathering strengths and blood seed and they make really cool ambient nature driven doom ish metal like the first track it's like 20 minutes long and it opens with like crickets and soft acoustic guitar and then really heavy stuff kicks in and you get your head nod going on um the review if you like stuff on the sticker um Bring, bringing together both the crepuscular doomed folk and primal blackened sludge rituals that comprise their sound. And that's, you know, if that sounds good to you, Wolf Serpent <laughs> is a band for you. Um, I think they have an album coming out on Relapse or something like that. I'm not sure. But yeah, right. Wolf Serpent's two disc. Also, Katie Lang's album Ingenue. 
your turn. What started the Katie Lang this week? Um, she's playing in Boston. Okay. And uh, are you going? No, because uh, honestly, I am only a KD Lang dilettante, and I am a cishet dude, and mm. my partner is queer, and also a cis female, and so I figured that the KD Lang tickets could have a home somewhere that deserves them more okay. than with the two outward appearances probable cis het couple right that are both like oh yeah katie lang's pretty good so yeah and i was like i i should listen to more katie lang and i I should listen i mean you should everybody should honestly um she's great she has a great cameo in the black dahlia god she does i forgot about that i haven't seen that movie doing a cole porter cover at the lesbian bar it is fucking amazing i only saw that once in theater and it traumatized me enough great movie Um, yeah quite traumatic um so now you get to recommend something so mine is a lot lighter in comparison i guess um i debated if i was going to recommend a book because that feels to be my brand but uh today i remembered that the adventure zone podcast exists um they finished their entire first season which i think is 65 episodes long um and are currently doing like mid-season stuff um and their current season is or their current mini break which they're either four or five episodes long i can't remember um is called amnesty so it's the adventure zone amnesty uh you don't have to listen to the other 60 70 episodes to listen to this one part but i was cracking up at it while i was listening to it because one of the characters created is a magician who can do real magic And all I could think was, even if all I listen to today is the character creation of this magician who can do real magic, it is still a better character than Zade. And that is why it stuck out to me today. Uh, I actually listened to the first episode of it at past character creation, and um, I'm not wrong. (laughs) So uh, she also has a really cool pet bunny to go with it. So... That is the one thing missing from our Mary Sue. She does not have a exotic pet of some that sort. That we know of. That yet. We know of. You're right. Yet. Um, so where else can they find you? <clears throat> um, so I host two other podcasts. Uh, Judging Book Covers is my other uh, first one. And I host that with Stephanie Cortez. Uh, last episode was on a comic or a graphic novel called Local which is a 12-issue Slice of Life comic. Uh, The next episode is on The Power by Naomi Alderman. So, uh, and it is the starting point where Stephanie is officially joining me, and I am very excited. Um, Then my second podcast is Fabulous Retellings, which I do with my friend Marilag Ingway. Um, We are getting close to the end of our 12 Dancing Princesses season, so... Go check out that. Um, I can't honestly not tell you what the next episode is because we're recording Saturday. So, um, But go check out both of those. And uh, then go check out the other podcast James is on. Yes, which is Over the Tabletop, a two-player weekly, bi-weekly-ish uh, board game-focused like every podcast. every ten days. 
just do that. Yeah, something just, like that. Just do that. <laughs> um, where my partner and I will play a board game and review it. And you can find that over the Tabletop Podcast, Libsyn, um, Gmail, Twitter, Facebook. Um, yeah. Find us, like us, rate us, review us. Find us. Find uh, 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 Handbook for Handbook for Mortals at... Oh, you really don't know what our social media is? Uh, handbookpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yes, we are on Facebook and Twitter at Handbook Podcast. Uh, you can also join our Facebook group, which is a combination with my other two podcasts. So it is a handbook for judging fabulous retellings covers. Uh, it is a closed group where you can come and talk books, talk about this book. Um, I occasionally post random quotes uh, from this book as like a we're not making this shit up kind of thing. Um, so yeah, come join us and chatter away. Maybe at some point when we do a live reading of one of these chapters, that'll be where Not it is. chapter 15, though, because chapter God. 15 is meaty, beady, big, and bouncy. Um, no, it'll definitely not be chapter 15, and that will uh, be taken from your mind before we record next week. So it's, I've already forgotten it. There already you go. Um, All right. So again, Until actually... Next time. Please go rate and review us. It's been a while since we've had any new ratings or reviews. Um, as we enter chapter 15, if you want to send us questions and comments, we'll be happy to read your thoughts on the air. Um, but yeah, James, I will see you next week. Yes, and I will see you next week. All and right. until then, um, keep circulating the tapes. Okay. <laughs> That's our Bye. new closing, I guess. All right. Well, it's from MST3K. Oh, uh, okay. Bye. Right, bye. Bye.